Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah, oh, delicious. Today is Thursday, December 15th. And uh, if you're on video, you'll see I'm a little more dressed up this morning. I'm up to writer coffee, wearing my sparkly sweater. Uh, and actually going to a little party this evening, a small party, a reception. But anyway, it's a fucking party and I'm going, <laughs> I'm making the most of it. But it's uh, my friend's um, works for, I should just say, uh, my friend Megan works for Radius Books and they're having a little you know, pop-up store and party. And she asked me if I was coming because I'm on their newsletter. She made me be on their newsletter. And I said, should I? And she's like, free champagne. I was like, I'm there. So, um, yeah. And I'll get a chance to go see the lights on the plaza, which is always a treat. Uh, and I haven't seen them yet this year. So, um, so yeah, always a busy morning when I'm getting ready to head to Ryder Coffee. Uh, I'm hoping I will get some good progress on bandits today. So yesterday, <laughs> people, people, I'm in a place. I'm, I'm doing okay. I, I'm really trying not to begrudge this. I've got almost 14,000 words on it. I completed my revision of what I've done so far. Um, and in fact, I should put that in here, solidify it because I did, um, I have all of my, I do keep track of my various, uh, revision passes. And so, sorry, this is probably boring to listen to, but this way I don't forget. Uh, so I'm going to do a third pass on the beginning because I figured out more things on the second pass and I have been doing world building, world building things, people. And it's so funny because, sorry, I keep pausing because my mom is texting me. I finally figured out to put my phone on vibrate, but then I'd asked her a question. So I felt like I should go hear the answer. Uh, yeah, so I mentioned this earlier this week. I begrudge the time on world building, and I know that I shouldn't. And and a lot of this comes from my whole only writing counts as writing pose, posture, motto, stance, rule, one of these things, um, which in my old age, I am beginning to suspect maybe that's I don't know um I still think only writing counts as writing um but I am also allowing for the truth the reality that sometimes I just have to stop writing and kick into the world building and especially when I'm building an entirely new world, which I haven't done that many times. I haven't done deliberate world building as often as I've written books, 
Does that make sense? So, so like if we look at my, I, I finally have a spreadsheet for that's called book data so that I can keep track of things. So I've got 62 published titles at this point in time. And of these, um, how many different series do I have? All right, I'm going to pause you one more time. Okay, I'd actually never counted how many worlds I had because I've some that are like multiple series but set in the same world. So I, I have eight different worlds if you do not count the contemporary stuff, which when I'm being a world building enthusiast, those of you who have taken world building workshops from me know that I will say that you world build in any genre. Um, in fact, I think I even called a workshop world building for any genre at one point uh, because, and I'll just throw this out there, might as well be informative for once instead of just talking about my nails. Uh, so one thing that I ask in the workshops is if you've ever been to Biosphere 2 near Tucson, Arizona, where they created a completely enclosed uh, space, a biosphere, a dome with plants, and they put people in it to live in there for a year to try to see if they could create a perfectly independent um, homeostatic community environment. And they they came close. They came close. But anyway, and, and it's fascinating. If you get a chance to go, go tour, because the tour is amazing. Uh, the book about it is really interesting that one of the gals wrote. But it's called Biosphere 2. And so I always ask people in my workshops, why do they call it Biosphere 2? What What is Biosphere 1? And there's always someone who knows, which is gratifying. Because you got to love the SFF geeky crowd, right? Um, Biosphere 1 is the Earth, right? We're Biosphere 1. This was an attempt to recreate that biosphere. So it's important to keep in mind as writers... Um, even of nonfiction, because uh, I started out in creative nonfiction memoir writing. Uh, even when you do that, you are world building because you are picking and choosing the details. It is impossible to absolutely recreate all of the detail of our world. Um, same with characters. It's impossible to absolutely recreate all of the complexities of an entire human being, right? You pick and choose the details in order to serve the tale that you are telling. Uh, that's one reason why it's fun to, oh, hang on. <laughs> I was just noticing the <laughs> sort of the ongoing drama of my life. This is absolutely champagne problems, but the cleaning ladies move stuff, right? And I even messaged my friend the other morning because they changed the order of my books. And I was like, I'm feeling like the stereotypical, you know, mad creator, you know, flinging books around my office and muttering about people moving my stuff. And I just noticed that they, one of my books was under a pillow. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to rescue that book because otherwise I'm going to be like flinging things around looking for it. Please excuse the interruption. So anyway, world building, uh, you have to keep in mind that you are always world building. Even if you are doing a memoir, you are choosing 
what details of the location, the milieu, uh, the time period, all of these things go into building the world. Uh, in this case, like I'm building a secondary fantasy world. So I could say that I have built eight different secondary fantasy worlds, which is a lot. Um, one, a couple of them are probably pretty thin, uh, but it's definitely much easier when I go to write a book in a world I've already established so much easier. <laughs> in fact, that I forget how much work it is to deliberately world build. And the last time I did it was when I wrote bonds of magic, I think. Yeah, because Renegades of Magic takes place in the same world. So that's an example of two different series taking place in the same world. I was really amused. Uh, one of the reviews of the Forgotten Empires books, it might have been of the first one of Orchid Throne. The reviewer was someone who has read a lot of my books. And she said on there that it was the same world as 12 Kingdoms. And I was like, uh, no, no. It's, it's not. There's, um, I felt like that was a miss uh, because I very deliberately made it be a different world and the magic system works entirely differently and the politics are totally different and not the same world. Uh, which I realize to most people doesn't matter that much, but it mattered to me. So in writing this book, which longtime listeners, bandits will recall that I'm taking a contemporary movie takes place in our contemporary world by a spare one, and I'm placing it in a secondary fantasy world. And I thought, I don't, why didn't any of you like slap me upside of the head? Seriously, people, you've been listening to me long enough. Someone should have stepped up and reminded me that if I'm placing it in a secondary fantasy world, that means I was going to have to do a whole lot of world building and, and it takes time. So yesterday, the last few days, I've actually been really drilling into the world. Um, I have, you know, written enough that I started to get a feel for the characters. That's kind of what I need to do is to get a feel for the characters and their situation, and then to start to build, build the world out from there. And uh, I was messaging with darling writer friend Kelly Robson, and who has been making great strides on writing her new novel. And I said to her <laughs> that she's getting bigger word count than I am these days, which makes me feel like a slacker. And she said, well, you know, is it not going well? And I'm like, oh, I've just been having to do research. I've been looking stuff up. And she's like, yes, but that's part of it, right? You you have to do this world building. And I'm like, rah, 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 rah. back to my um, grumpy, uh, crazed, creative. I keep wanting to say like creative genius. And I don't think there's much genius involved where I'm just sort of like throwing things around my office and looking things up in books. So one of the things that I ended up doing was on Tuesday afternoon, I got on the phone with author friend Jennifer Eastep who is incredibly helpful because I think I talked about this on Tuesday morning on the podcast that I started digging out these books, right? <laughs> One of which I cannot find now. And so I think like the cleaning ladies moved it. It's gotta be around here somewhere, right? Uh, 
my my friend said that I should um, tell the cleaning ladies to please not rearrange my books. But because I was like, what can I do? What can I say? And he's like, hmm, let me think. Say, please don't rearrange my books. And it's like, I don't feel like I can say that, right? Because they need to dust and they don't, which means pulling books out. And I want them to do that. And I know that they don't know the order of things that goes back. Um, the, the one exception is my book, uh, my shelf, I've mentioned this before, but my shelf of erotic books, they don't touch those, which I think is really funny. <laughs> it's like, so clearly they can tell enough to know what those books are about and that they uh, don't want to touch them. It's funny. Really sure they don't have cooties, but you know, hey. Anyway, um, so I was really delving and I was talking to different friends and people who've read a lot of the fantasy canon and uh, getting, you know, trying to figure out basically how I wanted to do my fey lands versus the human lands because I knew I wanted this dichotomy. And <laughs> it occurred to me at some point in there that I was overthinking, which those of you who know me will be shocked to learn that I sometimes overthink things. <laughs> and in fact, it's a piece of advice I give to newer writers um, often when they're trying to figure out really clever ways to do things. You know, I feel like we do this a lot where we're like, oh, you know, I can't just do the standard thing. I need to figure out the the clever way to do this. You know, I need to find something that's like really resonant or like hasn't been done before. So a everything's been done before. You just, it, you're not going to find something that hasn't been done before. Um, and B, if you're trying to be clever, sometimes the cleverness takes away from the story, you know, really the, I, I always say that's that the story is the most important thing. It's more important than anything else. Um, it trumps agenda. It trumps being clever. All of these things. I really hate that we can't use the word Trump anymore because now it's like only means one thing. So the thing is, is the world building doesn't have readers don't need something that's like immensely clever. Uh, they, they want a great story. They want, um, they want the world to make sense and they want the world to transport them but they don't necessarily need something that is perfectly original. And so one of the things I'd been struggling with was like, I didn't want to go, I didn't want to go like Sarah J Moss, the whole zeitgeist with the, a court of bloody, bloody, blah, blah, fey, uh, because these are not those kind of fey for, for starters. And also I was feeling like I didn't want to, glom onto this particular thing, which so many writers are doing. And so I was trying to come up with like, how am I going to do this really original different thing? And I'm like, this is, this is almost a bridge too far. I was even thinking of going Tolkien-esque. Oh, and total aside, I finished watching the first season of Rings of Power last night. Really loved Rings of Power and boy, the way they brought that home at the end, uh, I'm not going to spoiler it, but whoa, whoa, totally worth watching that first season. Um, looking forward to where they go next. They're, they're really, 
I think this first season was slightly slow in that they are doing lots of world building, but it's, um, it's fabulous and inspiring and actually has made me like Tolkien a little bit better. It's not that I dislike Tolkien, but I get tired of it being like that. That's the be all and end all of fantasy. And I do think that there are ways in which people limit themselves by this sort of Tolkien worship. Anyway, that's a rant for another day and a rant that I have done on previous days, so we won't do it again. So right, I got on the phone with Jennifer and said, okay, so um, this is what I'm struggling with. And it occurs to me that maybe I'm overthinking and maybe I should just go with like fairy courts, which are so much the dominant trope in fantasy romance these days. And Jennifer is much, much better than I am at writing to mainstream. Um, she does not overthink in the way that I do. And so I was like, am I, <laughs> should I be doing this? So we actually came to a medium. Uh, we brainstormed a bit and she got me thinking about some good ways to do this that sort of finds a way that's like not going full token or, you know, like ancient Norse mythology or something, but also not a court of blah, blah, blah. I have no idea how the transcript will do those and fair warning. I probably won't try to fix it. Um, so, so yesterday I, I delved, I delved and I went through and I did naming and I could tell you that I now have like seven square brackets. Those of you who know me know that as I'm drafting, I use square brackets to pop in anything where I don't really know what it is yet. Um, and I have, in, in my lowly, like 10,000 words that I'd had so far, I had something like 75 square brackets. So a lot of things I had not yet decided on. So now I'm down to seven and a lot of those are at the beginning where I know the answers. And now I'm considering layering in one more element. And then I think I'm done with getting all of this set up. Um, and I mean, it just, those of you who don't mind spending the time world building are probably laughing at me, but, uh, I, I, I'm feeling very mature. I'm feeling like a very mature writer that yesterday I was like, I'm, I'm going to just have to let go of producing word count. This is probably going to be my lowest word count year ever. And I hate that. And, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about the Clifton strength stuff. And Jennifer said to me, you know, that that is your achiever, you know, but fortunately, um, I also have my input learner and intellection are three of my top five strengths. So I just sort of let them enjoy doing the, the learning and intellecting and inputting yesterday. And um, I'm trying to be at peace with this. So um, it's not all about building word count which I know you all know this, but I'm, I'm trying to be mature and learn this. So that's where I'm at. Uh, and yeah, I'm off to writer coffee and I will, uh, talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Bye-bye.